Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for giving me the activities of the limb, my limbs, and blessing me this morning. I also want to say I'm waiting on my COVID test to come back. I hope it's negative. It better be negative. I know it's negative. They say, say it, claim it, believe it, and receive it. It's going to be negative. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me today as we talk about this topic. Now, many of you know that on Tuesdays is when the show is done, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry, and I'm waiting on Lady T because I did text her just a few minutes ago, and myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American family therapist. Now, I don't pretend to be a Bible scholar. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not a one that tell people this is the way to live. And it's not about religion. It's about relationship, which is why I bring up topics that anyone could probably comprehend, whether you are a believer or not. And I try to address topics that some individuals have thought about but might be too afraid to talk about, so we can talk about it. And I'm grateful to have such a platform to be able to do that. Like yesterday we talked about the critical race theory. Now today's topic is even more, I won't say more or less, but it's also an interesting topic because it's been brought to my attention that when we start looking at what's going on in the world, even what's going on in our homes, as we watch the news, we view our media feeds, we're witnessing all types of violence and evil acts that have been committed amongst others. And it's like, do you have a conscience? Do you have a soul? Do you feel bad about what you did? Do you have any remorse? Or were you just born that way? Now, these acts are also taking place in our community, homes, and my question is, is there an answer for the acts? I was watching the news this morning, and I was watching the trial of the young man that uh, went to a party and killed someone individually. And as I was looking at his face and as a therapist and also being trained in criminal justice, and we learned how to profile, and I don't mean just profile to racial stereotypes, but sometimes when I look at these young men and I look into their eyes, I see their pain, and I'm wondering, can this person be rehabilitated? Is this a mental health issue? Is this a case of childhood trauma? What is going on, and what would cause a person to want to go out and just hurt innocent people? Do they get a thrill out of it? And what is a parent to do if you know that your child is out there committing such acts. So then my question came, do jails, prisons, mental institutions help to rehabilitate or change the ways of another? And how do one turn from their wicked ways, which is today's topic, and we're going to be talking about that. And I want to hear your thoughts. And I don't mean, and I don't want you to come on and start confessing to some things that you've done and all of that, but my question is, is it possible? I do, as a therapist, I do a lot of work in a lot of different areas. I work with a population of a lot of different people. 
And I remember being married, and I was working with sex offenders. And my husband did not want me working with sex offenders because he believed that a sex offender cannot be rehabilitated. Now, we know that when it comes to sex offense, it could be something as simple as pissing on the sidewalk, having sex in your car, you know, things of that nature. But then we also have serial rapists out there. I was watching a clip on YouTube, and they were showing all in a family where um, Archie Bunker's wife was being an attempted rape by a serial rapist. And I'm like, ooh, I've never seen that episode before. And I'm looking at this young man, and I'm thinking, what would cause him to want to go into a home and rape a senior citizen? It's like, and, and we can't put a blinder on these things anymore because these things are actually happening every day, every day. So, like I said, I want to talk about it. If you want to call in, join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. If you want to come on to Facebook Live, you can also come on to Facebook. You can find me at Jeanette Brooks Abney, and I will tag you in if you want to come on and join me on Facebook. One thing for sure, you cannot say nobody is listening or you didn't have the opportunity to share, because I will tag, I will put this information out. I may wait to the last minute, but I do my best to try to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to say something. Now, one thing for sure, we will not be disrespectful, which is one thing. We're not going to be cursing all on the show. That's another thing. But in regards to saying what's on your mind, saying how you feel, Let's talk about it. So, again, I'm waiting on Lady T. I don't know where Lady T is. And Miss Linda says she was going to call in and help me with this show, too. And I have not heard from Miss Linda. Now, I'm going to start off by, first, I want to share some of the comments. <laughs> um, I see one from Shirley. She said, I called most of the recording yesterday's show. It was very interesting. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. I also want to talk about some of the comments in regards to today's topic. And as we are putting this information out here, I'm trying to go through my Facebook because I'm waiting on Miss Tammy to come through. Hey, y'all. Oh, ooh, I'm looking that up. Oh, I'm looking at, mm, interesting, very interesting. Okay. Um, I'm looking at something. I see that one of my
or trying to retaliate or whatever the case may be. But it can stop you from moving forward on life. You have to get on your knees, ask for help from God. It starts with you. And he said, have a wonderful day. And I appreciate that because a lot of times individuals think, well, maybe it's too late for me or God has given up on me, he's forgotten about me or the crimes or the things that I've done to individuals or crimes against humanity. But where is all of that coming from? Can individuals repent? Is it possible for individuals to be redeemed? That's what I want to know because I know and I have a lot of friends, people that I know, I don't want to say all friends, but individuals, some people I grew up with. So I've been exposed to people from all walks of life. Now, I'm at an age now, it's like what my mother used to say, that most of my friends have transitioned and moved on. It seems like that's happening to where it seems like I know more people that are deceased than I have more friends that are alive. So getting kind of turning around. But by that same token, growing up and being around and being exposed to individuals from all walks of life, I've learned a lot of things. And people just calling me, just call my office. Um, like I said, I've been exposed to individuals from all walks of life. And what I find interesting is I have witnessed people change their lives. I changed my life. Some of the things that I did growing up in Compton, some of the places where I used to go, I don't go anymore. Some of the ways that I used to, or the, the, the conversations that I used to have with individuals, because I never been one to really argue, but I don't do that anymore. So I want to say that through Christ, all things are possible. But you got to want it. you got to want it. I was looking at something, I was kind of got stunned because I was on one of my, um, I was looking at Facebook last night, and I saw that one of my old church sisters from Friendly Church of God of Christ, that her husband had passed. And I saw something that had indicated, you know, their 33-year anniversary and all of that. And he was really a cool guy. And he was also a sheriff of the Vista Sheriff Department. And his stomach, then I started going on other people's Facebook, and no one had posted anything about it. So I had asked um, my friend about the funeral service. And he said that the funeral service was on the 29th. So... Apparently, when I saw it on the first, I was a couple of days late from missing the service, and I actually would have went because I really, as a person, I mean, he was really, really, really a cool guy. He really was. And it was really nice to even know him and his wife. I truly appreciate them and the things that they've done in the ministry because they were definitely dedicated. So when we start talking about change, how do a person get to change? So I want to start there. You know, in therapy we talk about the different stages of change. We talk about the pre-contemplation, the contemplation, the taking the action, and then maintaining it. And when you're maintaining it, there's going to be some things that's going to come your way. There's going to be, when I talk about turning from your wicked ways, there's going to be individuals that's going to remind you or bring up your past and some of the things that you've done because they're not going to want you to forget. And the interesting part about that is it's not for them to bring up in your face. I used to, when my um, Pastor Hammond was alive, Pastor Hammond used to say, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in here. And that was really, really deep because, 
because we talk about judgment. We are quick to judge another person, but yet forget some of the things that we've done. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's basically, it's go to um, cogope.org, and it talks about turning from your wicked ways, which I don't know why this, this, Something just pops into my spirit because I know my step, my not my step, my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law used to always talk about this, this scripture in Second Chronicles four seventeen. And if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and we start talking about wicked ways, talking about bad, we're talking about evil, we're talking about unpleasant, we're talking about giving pain unhappiness, misery, why would you want to do that to somebody or just even be that way? What is going on in you that's stirring up in you, whether you've been a victim of child abuse, whether you've been in a bad relationship, whether your your boss at work has pissed you off or somebody in the community has done something to you? Why? Okay, I think i got Lady T. Good morning, Lady T. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being obedient. I appreciate you because you know, like talking to myself and I got my little breakfast sitting over here and my coffee and all this other stuff. But you know when this topic came to mind and we started talking about wicked ways, and we know that individuals, we have to learn how to separate who a person is from what a person do. And, you know, we've been in church for many, many years, and we've seen a lot of different things. And, you know, sometimes we, we watch things on television, we see things on social media, we hear it on the news. And I used to wonder, where are these people's parents? Do they family know that they're out there killing folks, shooting folks? Porn? You know, girl, I, I got addicted to Dateline and all these other shows where these individuals look like they wouldn't harm a fly, but straight murderers. Now, when we start talking about turning from your wicked ways and what wicked ways and various forms of the words wicked, as we know, occurs in the Bible, mm-hmm. 400 times wickedness comes 70, 59 times, mischief, hurt, bad, trouble. What is your take on that, even as being a first lady? Yeah. Well, you know, um, turn from your wicked ways. Um, there's, like, 95 Bible verses that tells us to turn from our wicked ways. And, you know, in um, Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So it's like I can't do nothing until you stop what you're doing. There you go, right there. Stop what they're doing. But, Lady T, why do you think they struggle with just stopping what they're doing? Do they, I mean, we can't, we can't, we really can't answer to nobody. We really can't. But I used to wonder, they're not aware. No, but some people think, yes, some people think they're right in what they're doing. And sometimes that could be religion. People can be so caught up in religion instead of relationship that they don't know the difference between the two. And they're doing stuff wrong and they think it's right because it's what they want, but they don't realize that, you know, you're operating in self because 
He does give us free will, so that's what you're operating in. You're not operating in the spirit of God. You're operating in free will, which means you're doing what you're doing while going to church and shouting, and you're trying to justify what you're doing by shouting and think that's going to cover up what, what you're doing. But it's not because you're still what you're doing is still wicked. It's still a sin. God is still looking down on it. So if you don't turn from it, it one of two things, if you keep doing it, that's why it's a sin because you keep doing it. And then expose it. A lot of people think God don't expose things. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will expose things. So, okay, then it's exposed. And then once it's exposed, what do someone who's always doing something wrong, what do they do when they're exposed? I didn't know it wasn't me. This happened. They want to blame everybody else. They want to blame the system. They want to blame the people they were hanging around. They want to blame God. They want to blame everybody except themselves. Yeah, yeah. And or they project it onto other people. Mm-hmm. They'll take it out on other people, which is another thing, is they become very defensive and they operate in their yeah. defense mechanism because they feel it keeps them mm-hmm. safe. Right. You know, and it's right. really, really sad in a way, and it's kind of like enabling, you know, and, and I wonder because I was listening to my son yesterday, girl, my son, ooh, he was saying some things that I can't wait to have a conversation with him when he's sober. Because, see, when we start talking about sober-mindedness and being under the influence and we think of a person being possessed and evil and wicked and looking in their eyes. You know, I kept looking at my son's eyes yesterday, and I'm looking at all these different spirits, and I'm like, mm-mm, not in my house. The devil is a lie. I will rebuke the heck out of it. You know, you need to get away from me. Get away from me. You know, and sometimes with evil, and I remember I had my mother's Bible when she passed away, she would highlight certain names or, I mean, scriptures and put people's names in the Bible or he called them evildoers. And I was like, she'll call them evildoers, but she wouldn't just discontinue a relationship with them. Where some relationships, they will disfellowship you, but we still have people close to us that we know ain't doing right, ain't living right, and don't want to turn from their wicked way. Just don't want to, you know, just don't want to do right. It's like, really? No. They don't. Really? Now, I'm looking at something. It says, how thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art there cut down the ground which did its weaken the nation? And that's in Isaiah 14, 12. You said in your heart, I will into the heavens, I will raise my throne above the stars of God's will. Somebody's still trying to call me. I don't know why they want to call when I'm on the radio. I will, and then it says, I will ascend above the top of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Now, Lucifer's beauty, wisdom, and might, all the good things created in him by God, led him to pride. So do you think pride is one of the things? Because you know, I worked in the criminal justice system. I, you know, like I said, I, I have clients from all walks of life, whether they are coming straight from prison or they're probation, parole, family court, whatever the case may be. But uh, sometimes it seems like as if they hide behind what they've done or how they're living or what they're doing or they justify it. 
Now, we indicated that the definition of wickedness is someone or something who is cruel or acts in an evil way. Now, Lady T, what do you think about that when we start talking about they just acting in just an evil, evil spirit? Where does that come from? Well, I don't know. When you just evil, period, you you know. Like, I know my mom, she always be like, that ain't nothing but the devil. That's a demon. That ain't nothing but the devil. You know, mm. some people I mean, I'm just are, my head. I am taking my head because you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to put it out there. I will never forget when I met my son's father, and that man knocked on my door. My friend told me, Jeanette, that's the devil. And she never took it back. We were about 14, 15 years old. She said, that's the devil. I see it in my son. I see it in Ryder. It was in Reggie's father. I'm like, oh, hell no. And it's sad. It's sad. Let me um, log on yeah. this next call, girl. Like I said, she did. She looked at him and said, he's the devil. And he was. Girl, the guy had the devil seed. The seed of Chucky. <laughs> you all of get away from me. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pretty Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Number ending in three three. How are you doing? This is Miss Nancy. I'm doing wonderful. I just wanted to say hello, Miss Jeanette, and everybody on the radio. Thank you for calling in, Miss Nancy. When we talk about turning from your wicked ways, and I know you've seen a lot, been exposed to a lot. And we start talking about wicked ways and people doing things, and I know, like, next week I'm going to talk about generational curses because i gotta, I, I got to do what i got to do to try to at least get these spirits out of Ryder because it's sad because I see in him what I've seen in uh-huh. my son, what was in my uh-huh. son's son. I refuse uh-huh. to that. I mean, I can't do it. I, I, I just, girl, I, I can't. I don't trust it. I do not trust it. When Ryder was a baby, and Ryder told me one time on Christmas, it was on Christmas Eve, and he was mm-hmm. picking his stuff up in the tree, throwing it on the ground, and I told Ryder, oh, I'm not the one. He said, I ain't the one either. I knew why I was wearing a problem. Well, Ryder challenged oh, wow. your mom. He challenged your mama in church. So I know. <laughs> now that he's older, he's getting bigger, and it's getting worse. It's not yeah. getting any better. And I'm just like, girl, I be trying to isolate myself. And then I'm like, I've got to protect my daughter. My daughter don't know what these spirits are she's dealing with. But she don't have a, I mean, it, it's crazy. Now, Acts 3.19 says, repent, therefore, and turn again that your sins may be blotted out. Now, I like that when it says repent. When we talking about children hurting people, when we talk about, I remember one time, Tammy, I was in my room, and I saw Ryder with an iron about to drop an iron on my dog. He was about maybe three. He was standing outside with a pooper scooper trying to hit the dog with a pooper scooper. I'm like, what did that dog do to you? But animals see him in room because he will hurt them. So it's like he's not exposed to that, but it's like, it's in him for birth. It's like, what the hell? What do you do, Tammy, when you start seeing these things? You know, because I remember taking my son to church when he was five years old. I said, I took him to church, and you know how they got the children's church. I tell people, I said, oh, yeah, I need to pray for my son. They was like, well, he's only five years old. He's only a kid. I said, no, you need to pray for him. 
He needs a prayer. He needs some hands on him. He needs some. He needs a, a healing, a feeling. A, he needs something. Because my son, the pastor, came out of his road. My son's still in the middle of the aisle. Got points. I'm, I'm scared of that man. I'm scared of that man. By the time them old women threw him on the floor and got the plan over him, I'm sitting there crying like I told you something wrong with him. <laughs> Danny, I know what <laughs> good. I just took him. I was like, look, y'all got to pray for him, pray for him. And I, from what I heard last night that was coming out of his mouth, honey, I don't mm-hmm. think this is him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, put some oil. Them. I got some. I got some oil. For, I got some oil for you, Janelle. You better put it. Put it on him every night. Girl, I, but please give me some oil because I can't. The oil I had disappeared. I need some oil. I need some something. I keep telling my daughter, we got to pray for him. We got to pray for him because I refuse to see another generation of this. I mean, I tried my best to save my son, but he is choosing to live like this. But he ain't going to do it around uh-huh. me. Get away from me. Get out of my house. Right. Now, Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, we know that there's different types of sins. We get that. And it's not about trying to be a hypocrite, but we know that the wages of sin is death. But you know, Tammy, what I found is that some individuals that are out there in the world, they're numb. Uh-huh. Don't care. My son yesterday was talking about, I'm tired, I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm tired. I'm ready. Girl, I ain't even went in the room. I don't even know if he's even in my house. Cause I don't even want to go in there and see. You know? <laughs> I'm like, if this Lord commits suicide in my house, and I told him other day, he's like, Mom, I'm just going to kill myself. I said, don't do it here. Whatever you do, don't do it here. But he'll go out in the streets wanting somebody else to take him out. They won't take him out. He's staggering his butt back in here. I'm like, he's trying to do suicide by mom. He's trying to make me catch a case. I'm trying to stay away from him. But when we start talking okay. about the sin, and then it says, yeah. God owns your life, but you own your choices. Mm-hmm. Our life belongs to God, but the choices we make, yeah. we make choices on our own. Okay, Nancy, right. we had lost four minutes, Nancy. What do you want to add to this show? Talking about turning from your wicked ways. I want to hear what you have to say in regards to this. Either you're going to turn from the wicked ways or God's going to cause you to turn from your wicked ways. It's going to beat you down until you realize, okay, I'm God, and I, I want you to turn from your wicked ways. And I, as being as stubborn as I was and resisting what he wanted in my life, uh caused me to be very humble. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have changed a lot since um, 2007. And um, coming out of, it was a abusive relationship to another abusive relationship. And God said, this is not for you. I didn't call mm-hmm. you to be a, ordained to be in a relationship like this. Mm-hmm. I, and even though I'm not working, I'm still able to pay my rent. I'm still having food on my table, and I'm still having everything. If 
if I was in the relationship that I was before, I would not be blessed like I am today. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it is trusting God, too. Because God, God can make your evil way straight. He really can. Yep. But it's that rebelliousness, that just rebellion that I don't want to. I'm not going to do it. Like I said, I got a five-year-old somebody, he ain't doing homework. Do it kindergarten. Do you know this is just starting? I don't want to do no homework. But I'm looking at something, and it says, The proud but the gives grace to the humble. And Peter 5, 5, his pride led to his rebellion and fall, but he never lost any of his power and traits. He is leading a worldwide revolt against Abba, Father, to see who will be good God. His strategy was and is to enlist mankind to join him by tempting them to succumb to the same choices that he made to love themselves, become independent from God, and defy him. You know, there's just as many evil evil doers as we have prayer worshipers out there. We be bumping heads sometimes. And it's just, and no wonder with Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light, it is not surprising then if his servants also masquerades as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Now, in Isaiah, it says his words, they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? And so comes, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. You know, Tammy, I, you know, we're praying for our nation, we're praying for our children, we're praying for, you know, like
Mine is with food, girl, honey. I be ready to just be like, ooh, I can't get no food. But the thing right. is, alcohol, it does alter your mindset. It does create a chemical imbalance. And like they say, sometimes a drunk speaks a sober mind, and all of these emotions and stuff comes out. I mean, comes out big time in a bad way sometimes because you have helped so much in. And then I swear, the alcohol, I have done it. I've heard people feel it, you know, a lot behind this. And it's like a, a, what, what that saying used to be, a drunk, what is it, a sober mind? What is it, what drunk, is it again? A drunk speaks a sober mind and hurt people yeah, or hurt other true. people. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And I don't want to do that anymore. Whatever I have to say to that person, I say it with a sober mind, mm-hmm. a sober tongue. Because it comes out wrong and you end up losing friendships with that person or whatever. You know, you you know, maybe uh, friends from a distance anymore. You're not as close as you used to be, but mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. Correct. Correct. And you know no. what? It's part of... Um, it's, like I said, I called you because I know you said that you hate that you missed last yesterday's show. So I wanted yes. to make sure that she was involved with today's show, so I did call you. When we start talking about this, um, Lady T, when we start talking about, and I brought up, um, oh, somebody just posted, Albert said, no man can turn to master. That is true. Because sometimes we start talking that about That is true, amen, with. hallelujah. All right, yeah. you really do. We start justifying why we, well, I did this because, and they did this to my homeboy, so I had to go retaliate, or because you did this to my child. No, that don't give no, you no, right that's to no go good. hurt somebody else or do that's something to someone that caused hurt, harm, and danger. And like I said, true. we try to let me, try let, to, me say, let me say something behind that. Let me say something behind that, okay? When I got fired from my job, they was expecting me to kick, holler, and scream and everything else and in between. And uh-huh. I walked out of there with with respect, integrity intact, and mm-hmm. not kicking, not screaming. I signed the paper, and I left. They're mm-hmm. like, well, aren't you going to fight for your job, Miss Nancy? And I said, no. You guys already made the decision that you wanted to fire me a long time ago. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to go on my way because I know God's going to bless me with something better. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, when uh-uh, we're no. dealing with when we're dealing with issues, just real quick, when you allow God to fight your battles, and I put this on my Facebook all the time, when you fight, if you let God, if you stand your ground, like in, it says in Ephesians six ten through twenty, therefore stand your ground with your whole clothes on. This I'm paraphrasing it. With your whole clothes on, and God will fight your battle for you. If you allow the time to pass, you'll see that God will provide for you in front of your enemies, and God will will restore you in front of your enemies. But you gotta let go of the hurt, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the bitterness, everything that goes along with the negativity, and you got to allow God to come in to fill you with his Holy Spirit, to heal you, to restore you, to bring you through, and you will see the just causes of, of the reactions of what what is played out. And you know what, Nancy, and, and I've shared with you, Nancy, before, when I was doing groups, I got fired three times in one year, and I bought a corporation. And I had contracts with the same people that fired me, and I'll never forget the last time they fired me. They was like, 
Well, Miss Abney, we need you to turn in your keys and we'll walk you out. I said, I don't need you to walk me out. I don't know how to go out. I can't deal with it. 
man, ain't nothing wrong with that. You do what you do. Do what you do. No. No. So we'll we have to be careful. The people are understanding your sins to justify what they do. There you go. Right. There you go, baby. <laughs> For real. Yes, yes. For real, and, and though. And that's Seriously. what happens sometimes even with parents. Sometimes as parents, we enable our children's sins. You know your yes. child out committing them crimes, robbing these banks, killing these folks, and you, baby, come on in the house, mama got you. Oh, hell no, I'm calling the police on you. <laughs> you That's up. right, for real, I, I'm serious, I just had to do it, I'm serious. Girl, it's, it's out of control, it is so yes. out of control, yes. because we do that, we enable, and also with repent, it talks about in Luke 15, 7, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. You know why? Because they can lead by, they can set an example. They can show the other people now, and, and I know men, we've seen it a lot, especially going up in Compton, when people change their lives, they wind up dead. Yes. Or something happened to them because they turned their life over. You know what? At least they can die at, in peace and with a sense of dignity. Right. But I've seen that happen far too many times. So have I, boy. Girl, honey, as soon as they get it right, as soon as they turn their life over, now they got them. Yeah. Because there's this battle. There's this, they're conflicted sometimes. But at least I could say, hopefully it gave them some peace. But no, they yeah. do not have to carry that anymore. <clears throat> so when we talk about joy in heaven over one sinner, Meaning that one sinner turned his life around, over 99 righteous people who was living by the word, hurling and down. Turn your life around, that sinner. That's right. Turn it around. And also, in Acts 3.19, it talks about repent, therefore, and turn again. That then We already talked about that your sins will be blotted out. So that, that there may come times of refreshing from presence from the Lord that he may send Jesus Christ who was ordained for and before you, meaning when you know, and that's why I think, and I'm, you can correct me on this one, Tammy, I think that's why when they say, well, God knows my heart, God knows I didn't mean to do it, but the thing is when you repent and you turn again, that your sins are blotted out, then, yeah, you may have favor, but you ain't going to just keep having favor and you All know right. you ain't doing right. You know you're wrong for what you did. You know, and I used to wonder, how do some people sleep with, with, with them ghosts, honey, them ghosts and the spirits be haunting the hell out of some folks? Uh-huh. You are not going to get away with that because you can't even live. You right. cannot live until you repent and ask God to forgive you. Now, if you're out there listening and you want to call in and join in on a conversation and you have something to share, give us a call at 516 387 one nine one four. Because like I said, this is not to judge individuals. This is just to let people know somebody's watching you. And you're gonna have to turn from them wicked ways. And like I said, some things it seems like it's more generational, Tammy, because some things, like I said, Ryder ain't even been exposed to some stuff that and the things that I see in him, I saw it in his daddy and I saw it in his granddaddy. And I'm watching it like, oh, my God, here we go again. 
you know, and, and it's, yeah. it, it, so, honey, I will be hooking up with you, Tammy, to get that holy oil, because uh, something got to give, something got to give. Yeah. Now, yeah. when we start talking about, and, and, and I'm looking at something in repentance, too, and it talks about in Revelation, because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, and that you may be rich with white garments, and that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with the eye slave, that you may see as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, therefore be zealous and repent. See, a lot of times, Tammy, people think that they got enough money to hide their sins, you know, that nobody's going to find out. I used to always say, I would never have a co-conspirator. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it by myself, because you ain't going to be telling on me because I can't stand a snitch. But by that same token, money can't buy you into heaven. And money can't erase away some of these things that you're feeling or that you've done. That's true. Right. That's so true. That's right. Yeah, money can't get you in the head. It says money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a love it's, it's how you it's how you use it that make it evil because we know you need it to live. But right. it's how you use it, and some people use it to bribe, like and some people they can even misuse it. Yeah, some people even misuse it in church. Believe it or not. Because they give to be seen. They're not giving from their heart. They're giving so somebody can see them giving and so they can get accolades for it. And then that means your your heart ain't right, and God knows that, so you don't get rewarded for that. No, you don't. So, no, you don't. No. And not only that, in a lot of individuals are doing it as a form of manipulation. And that's another right. thing. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, people don't use the fact that they're manipulating. Because when you're being deceived, or you being betrayed, or you being sued, or you being lied to, those are just some of the wicked ways that individuals have. And then they'll smile in your face like old sinister, knowing that they hurting somebody. You know, I used to watch right. my son's father would torture women and would have a grin on his face like it was okay. But I realized as I got older, his mother was abused and tortured, and as a kid, he felt helpless, and he didn't realize that he was inflicting the same pain onto other women. And then I watched my son do that, but my son ain't never seen me be abused. And and now and then I watch it like my daughter said, how my grandson got a way of he get a thrill out of people being hurt. Uh, Where is that coming from? Uh, Where is that coming from? You know, and it's, it's girl, girl, it's, it's mm. So when we start talking about these things, I'm looking at something that also talks about in Revelation. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, the scorn. 
fornicators, the adulterers, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake, burns with fire, and sulfur, which is a second death. I don't want to live like that. I don't want God to come and I ain't got myself right or I have all of this hate in my heart and, you know, I'm an evildoer and I'm messing with somebody's husband or whatever the case may be or the lie to me or something. No, I, I would rather just turn it around, turn it around while you have time. Yeah. We know that life is short. We know that we lose people every day. Turn it around. Even, you know what, Lady T, even if you turn it around in your mind, you'll feel better. You can sleep at night. I tell individuals, I make decisions that I can live with. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm not trying to lie to nobody. And I get at least eight to ten hours of sleep every night. My mom used to call it her beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I get me some sleep. I'm going to rest. And a lot of individuals (laughs) struggle with that because they can't go to sleep. They cannot go to sleep. And we start talking about, even in Ephesians, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. That's another thing of turning from your wicked ways. Because when you upset and you mad, all kinds of thoughts be going on in your mind trying to get somebody back. Let God handle it. Hand it over to the Lord. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's okay to be upset, but don't let the sun go down on it. That's what it say. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anchor. You just, I mean, it's okay to be angry, but it says be angry, then not. Meaning don't take it out on nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go and, and do something crazy yeah. out of anger. Correct. Something you can't take back. Because once you say something or do something, you can't take it back. It's done. Mm-mm. The only thing you can do is apologize. That's it. Correct. Correct. And anger, like you said, anger is an emotion, and anger is a valid emotion. Now, I'm yeah. looking at something, and I, I went to the Bible apps of all the different things as we start talking about wicked ways, and it says, Jesus got anger. <laughs> are evidence. And I'm not trying to be going into, like I said, sexual immorities, impurities, idolatries, scholars, strife, Jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you and I warn you before that those things do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, uh-huh. So Amen. we start talking about our wicked ways, but I'm not hurting nobody. We two consenting adults. I know what I'm doing. It's okay, you can't judge me. No, baby. It's already written. And when it talks about Galatians five nineteen one, and it indicates that those things do such things, that, that, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So when uh, we start talking about drunkenness, it doesn't say you can't drink. But you ain't right, drunk. right. You know, envy, envy and strife is dangerous. We start talking about jealousy and covenant over somebody else's husband or children or wives or wanting something somebody else got. No, all these orgies and you think it's fun. No, it ain't fun. You right. know what the hell people got? So, and we see a lot of this stuff on television. 
We see a lot of this stuff in social media. We see people get jealous of when they see people taking vacations on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You hating. You know, I was telling my friend the other day, I said, you know what? I'm not used to having one vehicle. I said, I don't know, you know, I have to want me a Jag, but my stepfather used to tell me don't buy no Jag because of too much maintenance that comes along with the Jag, so I kind of left that alone. So I'm like, you know, like either give me a 300M or get me a, um, a Cadillac CTS or ATS or, 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 I don't know, but I, I know I want to get me another vehicle. So I thought about it. I said, the price of gas is going up. I don't go nowhere. I'm sitting at home seven days a week. You know, and I'm looking at all of that, and I'm like, I don't need that. I can afford it, but there are some individuals, if I go buy it, oh, well, because her husband died, now her ex-husband, now she got money to, maybe I had money before he died, but thank you very much, Byron, for blessing me. All right. But by the same I can do these things. But we got so many people backbiting, jealous, envious, hating on folks. Like I said, I just got finished dealing with COVID. Thank God I'm not dead. I appreciate the Lord for sparing my life and I didn't have a lot of the symptoms that other people had. But by that same token, people are jealous of that. All right. Mad about that. Don't be, you don't want my life. You really don't. So, you know, like they say, you if you only knew my story, who you appreciate and understand my glory. Because people uh, have no idea. No idea. Now, Lady T, what I'll start with you, Liz, what do you want to leave the listeners with? Because we got about two minutes left on the show. What do you want the listeners to know from turning from your wicked ways? What do you want to leave them with? Yeah, they, well, they just, they just need to turn from it. You know you got some ways that ain't right and that don't line up with the word of God, but you claiming to belong to him, then you need to change that. I like that. You yeah, got you need way. Yeah. <laughs> I like you, Lady T. You know that ain't right. <laughs> you okay. know you ain't right. And it ain't mm. no God knows my heart because you know your heart is wicked. If you if you deceitfully wicked and your heart is wicked, there is no, oh, my heart is good. I just do things that, that people don't like. Hey, no. People always trying to justify. Stop trying to justify your wrong and just get it right. Before it's too late, because you don't know the day nor the hour when he's coming. He can show up, and you can live your whole life going to church, but you're going to hell. Yes, Lord. Say that again, lady. I'm not kidding around. Quit playing. Quit playing. It's not playtime. It's so over. And like you say, you're going into something that you know ain't right. You're going straight to hell because you're going into it in in the wrong way anyway. So, you know, if you're not going to do it in the name of Jesus, let it go. Leave it alone and go to hell. That's all I can say. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have no friends in heaven. I don't want to go to hell. That's sad, though. Yeah, you know, but, you know. He would do things knowing it was going to send him to hell. Just go in. And you know your heart ain't right when you do something. You know it's wrong. I mean, and you know it's wrong. Yeah. That's what's sad. You know you're doing this for good. Right. But you want to keep doing it because you think you have favor with God. No, you don't. You know, grace runs out, believe it or not. And he will 
you know, his wrath will fall upon you. That's what they need to understand. If you keep doing wicked things, wicked things, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, that means you don't fear God. And when you don't fear God, you got a problem. Yes, you do, baby. You so do. Better right, believe it. Anything you want listeners to know before we end the show? No, I think it was said. I'm just saying, don't go into something and, and, and hurt people and you know you're going to hurt them. And why would you do that? You know, just let it be until your heart get right with God. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, wait for your let it go. Sometimes you have to isolate yourself, isolate yourself. You know, when right. you're in that kind of stanky mood before you go out there, like they say in Japan, looking like the Joker, killing folks, stabbing folks. I was like, uh, right. you on public transportation, you stabbing folks because you dressed up like the Joker. Really? Really? Yeah. You know, so we, when you know better, you do better. And if your heart is hurting and you really want to change your ways, Get on your knees and pray. Uh, Start with your uh-huh. relationship with God. You ain't got to go tell nobody what you did. You ain't uh-huh. got to go to the altar because you might not be ready yet. But start with you. Yeah. Start with you. In your own yeah. self-closet. Thank and you. then you can go to that altar and you don't have to go but once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't be scared. If right. you're scared to pull a trigger and take somebody's life or hurt somebody's baby or abuse somebody's mama, why are you scared now? What are right. you scared of now? Turn it around. Yeah. Turn yes, it Lord. around. Yes, Lord. So when you ran out of time, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Miss Lynn. I appreciate it. I love you. Thank you, Lady T, for joining me. And uh, we we lost the other caller that was on, so she, I guess, hung up. But on Monday, I am going to be talking about enabling adult children. Because oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm on that one. I'm on it. It's an oxymoron when we say adults and children because their age makes them an adult. We treat them yeah. like they're children. They're and children. some yeah. parental guilt or it's because we want them to have what we didn't have, but are we hurting or are we helping or are we enabling? A lot of parents right. don't know that. And then we get I angry and disappointed. <laughs> I enable my. <laughs> I, I, I need to get on that one because it's me all up and down. It's written all over me <laughs> because I have a story to tell on my 42-year-old. You know, and, and, and I, and like you just said, I can't get into it now, but it's guilt that you did something in the past or whatever. I, I'll talk to y'all Monday. So we're going to talk about that on Monday. And we're going to be your adult children at Precious Radio because there's a lot of us. Because you know what the thing is, Lynn? We don't talk how to parent adults. Uh-huh. We don't know. We really don't know how. We weren't taught that. We thought, I'm 16, 17, and we try to put all this information on them when it's supposed to start at a very young age. You prepare them for life. And I'm not saying that an 18-year-old know everything. Because my mother used to say, keep living. And my mother been passed away since 2008. And when she said, keep living, I'm still living and I'm still learning. That's right. we got to do things differently because a lot of us are hurting and enabling our adult children. So if you want to call in on that show, give me a call, 516-387-1914. 
And if you have any topics that you want me to discuss, you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can Google Jeanette Abney and get my office number, which is 714-992-1677. Call the forwarded to my cell phone. So I am approachable and can be reached at any time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jeanette. I'll talk to you Monday. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.